Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're going to fall on the sword here, guys. We are sorry. I know that we're late a lot, but this is late, late, and we are sorry for that. We are just we're we're just slammed. I just got done with my other show. I just got done doing a promo and writing a description and getting some stuff ready for tomorrow and getting this ready. Analysis has been working, working, working. This is we've got so much stuff to do, kids stuff and around the world travel, beginning in a few minutes. That's why we're doing it now at all because if not, right. it would be like nine p.m. by the time we honestly got going. So. So sometimes reality hits us, and it, it hits you, and we estimated incorrectly that uh, we'd be up and running by three, but we were... <laughs> really, I was already in this seat from the from, from my show on WTIC. But anyway, I want to go over this... Um, wow, I What? Nothing, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just much louder than I... Check one. I'm just much louder. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I want to go over um, something that we've kind of discussed, too, but Clay Travis today put a tweet out suggesting showing that he was at a bar a barbecue in nashville over the weekend mm-hmm. and he there was a couple of pictures and videos of coolers and nobody took any bud lights from the coolers i'm surprised right. anybody even put them in there to begin with but like who would put them in there and like who would take them out because you'd think that they were up to something like we're trying to mark me as the bud light drinker <laughs> um so it's like, and he said that nobody wants to be associated with it. It's like personally, nobody wants to be associated with it. Well, right. That's kind of like what we were talking about the other day. It's less that people have some like strongly thought out stance on Dylan Mulvaney or even know who Dylan Mulvaney is or why we're mad at Bud Light. It's just that Bud Light has made themselves pathetic and a joke and nobody wants to be seen holding a Bud Light. <clears throat> And I yeah. don't know how that happens. I don't know how you I, I don't th- just tank your brand overnight into something that nobody wants to be associated with. But once you do that, I think it's really hard to undo it. I agree. It's like it's like you, like you couldn't create. 
the elements had to come together, the storm clouds, etc., to make Beatlemania. Yes, they were good, and some other things were happening, etc. But this is a movement. This is like Bottlemania happening, but in reverse. Mm-hmm. And and the, you, too much of this is organic uh, storm winds, etc. Right. You can't duplicate this. I mean, people have. For for a reason, have made this a part of their day, to say I'm to avoid Bud Light, right? To avoid Bud Bud Light. Well, and now I mean, we were talking about the other day, um, like gay bars are mad at them too mm. now for not like standing up enough to the anti woke mobs, right? So it's they like can't win for losing. Really, they're stuck on every side. They can't do anything. It's unclear that anything they could do to try to recover the brand is going to get back those customers and it's and they also are pissing off other customers as well who aren't that type of customer so i like i think they're pretty stuck and and there it is so easy to switch beers there's so many other beers like it or better than it on the market that it's very very low cost for people to decide to make that switch you know it's not like trying to boycott the nfl where if you enjoy watching football then that's like a tough thing to do is to boycott the nfl yes so it's it's and right. it's tough. It's something that there's a lot of brand, and yeah, a lot of those brands are also woke too. A lot of them make have made like pride things going back in June. If conservatives decide to try and boycott every company that does pride stuff all the month of June, then they're not going to be able to do any consuming of any product the entire month of June, basically. So, you know, th- that's not going to work. I don't think that it's necessarily indicative that there's some. Um, huge conservative movement that agrees with conservatives on every point but a branding thing happened to bud light yes where they're now it's now bad to be associated with bud light they've made themselves ridiculous and and like i say like i don't know how you undo that i don't think once you brand yourself as the ridiculous pathetic brand that no one wants to be well, associated with. See, How do you unbrand see, yourself like I don't, that? I think you're minimalizing the scope. I think that's. I think you can brand yourself as ridiculous and pathetic, and people will still drink your beer. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is is that they've branded the drinkers as being a certain kind of person who needs vast improvement, and I think for the first time ever, you never thought about the St. Louis, Missouri corporate offices of Bud Light. You never thought about what that lobby looks like and the marble floors and this and whether you'd want to hang out with the people who work there and all of this stuff or like all the people who came up with the ideas for the Clydesdales and et cetera and the the all the imaging people et cetera. If they're drinking Bud Light, it's only because they own stock in it or it's like what it's what as, as at the holiday party there. But they're not those people who are in the is it e suites, right? Mm-hmm. Those suites who are even the C-suite. Gra- the C suites, the graphic designers, the creatives, etc. Those people are not. That's a new element. So we used to just see for Bud Light mostly guys, ham handedly trying to talk to hot women, 
youngish, enjoying the game. It's a lighten up, you know, lighten up and enjoy life. This is all America. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, right? right? Easy to, yep, Bob Euchre, you know, just some sports dudes. Were they the ones that had the slogan drinkability a couple years back? Maybe, maybe. Could have been them. I forget. It was definitely some light beer. Yeah, it seems right. And, and, and so that's all we knew is Bud Light was synonymous with house parties, 30 packs, you know, as watching sports, cracks and Bud Lights, ice cold, Bud mm-hmm. Lights, etc. And it was because all the imaging was, was, it was American, it was camaraderie, it was frivolity. It was having a great time. It was also, you know, the bond is. It was also people getting buzzed. Maybe even hooking up. Anything was possible, you know? And now you've shown these people, the people in the C-suite who run this Bud Light, and it's like going behind the scenes of The Matrix or the Wizard of Oz thing, if you want right. to. And you're behind seeing the curtain. People, and those people are talking about you, and you can hear them and see them. And they don't know that they've been heard and seen. And they disdain you. And they think you need so much more improvement. That right. you're not Tommy gonna... in the chat says the marketing exec interview did as much damage, if not more, oh, than yes. the Dylan Mulvaney Oh, thing. she confirmed it. And it was it. combined. And that was, I mean, it was a couple months before yeah. the Dylan Mulvaney interview and got no attention. Because like you say, she was talking to a podcast for marketers, mm-hmm. right? She's the marketing exec talking to other marketing execs saying... You know, it's time to move past these dumb Bud Light drinkers and get a more sophisticated consumer. And then you pair that with the Dylan Mulvaney advertising and the other stuff, and you go, oh, wait a minute, these people freaking hate me. Screw them. Yes, absolutely. And since when do you have a beer who hates you? Right. Bud Light was your friend. Right. So Bud Light was your friend, and I think that gets at the heart of why it feels so... I think we decided the word to settle on is like it feels really cucked to be drinking a Bud Light at this point in time, right? And I think that's the reason is because right now, picking up a Bud Light signifies that you're still the mark who doesn't know that you're being sold a bill of goods, right? Yes, that you're the person who hasn't realized yet that you're just giving money to people who hate you and think you're an idiot, right? And that they openly say they think you're an idiot and that they don't need your business and screw you, right? And like, so if you pick up that beer now at this point and walk around and are seen with it, you're the person that is too dumb to know that they're all talking about you in that what it's not a smoke-filled room anymore, obviously, but in that room with the uh, the Alyssa Heinerscheids and the other people and the Dylan Mulvaney's talking about what an idiot you are for buying mm-hmm. their beer. Look, and in that sense, everything they do then at that point backfires because you whip out the Clydesdales and the American flag. You just told them that you didn't really believe all that crap with the Clydesdales and the American flag. Yes. The people who believed that that was what you really thought were idiots and marks and targets and... So if you buy into that now, like, it's almost worse that they pull the curtain right back over and go, no, remember? (laughs) I'm the big magic face on the green throne, not this little guy behind the curtain. Forget that guy. Yeah. Right? Like, it's worse then because they're trying to keep up a charade that they've now revealed to you isn't true. Right. And to to make the metaphor maybe more worrisome, it's... They've they sold away their virginity. 
And they can dress like a virgin all they want now, too. But those days are over. And so, you know, if if you, you can't market yourself as the the virgin that you love, you know, pure for you. It's like, no, I see that you are always... Yeah, it's just, there's no like, no, wait, we love you no, guys, actually. Yeah, like, there's no undo. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why it would take an apology to begin with. They need to be broken down and say, like, who was it that was it? Like Portnoy the other day. Mm-hmm. When he said, yeah, I sold out. I sold the brand. I sold the brand. That's good. At least he's leveling with them. Right. This is what I am, which is actually the genius of Portnoy, of Dave Portnoy. Right. Yeah, it, I sold my company. I'm now rich. Right. Like, what do you want? And so there are rules now, and this is what we have to do. And, you know, I can eat pizzas all day, but we can't do N words anymore. Sorry. At least he's level setting nicely. Yeah. And that's that's what people do when they respect you. They tell you the truth, whether you like it or not, because it would have been easier for him to tell a big lie. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's shown you, the Barstool fan, that he's going to be level with you. And the Bud White, Bud Light people have shown that they will never be level with you. That they, they, because they can't contain their hatred. So the moment they got a chance, they thought it would be a little blip in the pan. Mm-hmm. And for somebody to say <laughs> that it's just one beer. It's, it's one single can. And they, we didn't even do it. It was an outside agency. We're not working with them anymore. Stop like, they gotta stop. Uh, I, I, and they refuse to actually say whether they endorse the worldview or not, right? Like mm-hmm. you got yourself involved in the thing, and now you won't say what you actually believe, which is why they've lost the gay community now too, right? Because they can't—they can't be honest. They're pathologically dishonest with their consumers, both the ones that they're trying to win over and the ones that they're trying to keep. Well, they, yeah, you know, well, while they about, insult this, them behind Ellis? closed doors. Yeah. How about this? Mm-hmm. There are many Americans who haven't been polled on this, but who just want to get away from the crazy. Right. And what you've done here is show, oh, another hog's got the fever, and this time it's Bud Light corporate. Right. It's more crazy. And so... That's just it. So, so speaking of crazy, I'm going to play this from The View. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Anna Navarro uh, from The View. So we all have to remember that the head of the Proud Boys, his name is Enrique Tarrio. The pr- Come on, Anna. Proud Boys is a white nationalist group. Look, being sort of. Hispanic or being black does not, or being anything does not make you immune from being racist, from being radicalized, from being a white supremacist, from being evil, from being homicidal. She's so close. So close. It's true that being any race doesn't preclude you from being evil. Right. That's true. But if you're out here on national television saying that being any race doesn't preclude you from being a white nationalist, then I think maybe you have to reconsider what philosophies you are defining as white nationalism right so now it is turning out that the allen texas shooter did apparently have um extreme 
right-wing views. His body armor did say right-wing death squad on it. Um, he, um, his YouTube history shows he was listening to like, he was watching lots of Tim cast and he was, if Tim cast doesn't he's, I know he's not radical, but yeah. it's just, it is what it is. The guy was, I mean, into, you know, proud boys, Patriot prayer type of politics, right? Which you can call it what you want. I don't think it's necessarily white nationalist. Exactly. Uh, no, no. I mean, no. It's, it's because certainly it's, it's a bunch of whatever. They're there to shock you. It's, you yeah, know, you it's, get in bar fights. It's but I think it's tough. And you know, she rightly points out, and I said this yesterday too, that you know the it doesn't certainly doesn't preclude people from bringing in the Proud Boys that your name is Enrique Tario or whatever it is. Well, right. But and and the Allen Texas shooter's name was Mauricio Garcia. But it, but that but, means that that's probably not really a true white nationalist uh, worldview. Well, but, but, I would but, say. But she. But this idea because she's so eager to levy to indict this guy on this charge that she is going to detach words from their meanings. Right. Anything I don't like is white nationalism. Right. So, but it's not. And when I say, like, people, Bud Light drinkers want to get away from the crazy, this is the the crazy. And we're supposed to just, like, let that go so that now, after, like, what what DeSantis was saying in what we played last night is that Republicans get attacked and don't fire back immediately, and so they just absorb the blows. That's what happens when you let somebody like to, like mm-hmm. Ana Navarro say something like that. It soaks in, and it becomes right. a thing. And you can almost po- point to it as precedent. We've been saying it for so long. You know, we used to say that there were illegal aliens coming over the border. They've so forbid, forbade, forbidden, forbidden, forbid, forbode us <laughs> from doing that, that that you, that term is gone now. Right, because they said it had to go away, and so we said, "Oh, okay, well, it's not here. Okay, it's not here. Okay, it's not here." And then you have other people or, or other institutions like the AP with the style book, the New York Times style, their own style book, etc. Mm-hmm. Then editing out with the meanings of things as well, and even the dictionary during the what's her name hearing with uh, the, Amy Coney Barrett yes. to say that sexual preference was an offensive exactly. term. All of a sudden, they all updated the Merriam-Webster to we're, we're, right say as, that it right was offensive. The, the member of the squad or whatever was berating her, saying you couldn't use our word anymore. They want Miriam Webster ran over to the, the definitions and changed it to accommodate the current right. movement. And, you know, it's it does appear that the, from what I've seen um, people reporting on from, like, real reporters, not just, like, internet random stuff, that, that he did have, like, swastika tattoos and stuff, this Alan Texas guy. Uh-huh. But, once again, like, it's it's tough to separate like what these things mean, you know, if, if that's the way that we're defining the term is that it can include people who look like that. Right. If white nationalist includes that guy, then it's not the term that people thought it was 20 years ago. Right. Right. It's because he would not fit in, in Hitler's Germany. That's for sure. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, so, but they're they are trying to make this a thing. There has certainly been like so much focus on the um, on the swing of Hispanic voters to the right in general. But now, and they're you know combining it. It's also appearing to be true 
once again, it's it hard, a little tough with the sourcing right now. Like I'm not 100% sure what's true and what's not, but it's looking like possibly also the Range Rover guy who drew... Oh, mm -hmm. drove over all those migrants and witnesses said was yelling anti-immigrant rhetoric when they were chasing him as he got out of the car um that he's also hispanic right apparently i think he is it's alvarez um, isn't it i think so so mm -hmm. that that's what it's looking like from what i'm seeing right now so it's but they also charge him with manslaughter which is unbelievable to yeah me. uh it seems to me that yeah that, i don't understand they said that Can he they... hit them when he mistakenly went through a traffic light mistakenly that's a lot of mistakes Why was in a he row. yelling the immigrant rhetoric too? It's, it's, it's I don't know. Crazy. It seems very odd to me. But anyway, so they are now trying to make this a narrative, which is always suspect to me whenever the media all jumps on something and immediately like tries to turn it into a specific storyline right away. Like I'm never sure exactly what to make of it. And this is from um this is from Axios from last month. Right. Which is interesting. But it's interesting to me that this story from last month in Axios is fitting exactly the narrative Democrats are trying to push right now as we speak, which this it's called the rise of the white nationalist Hispanics <laughs> is the name of this article. And, and it's with uh, Nick Fuentes on the as the main image of the article and it says Nick Fuentes identified as a white supremacist in Justice Department uh, filings made headlines last week for hosting a white nationalist conference in Florida. His father is half Mexican American. Fuentes is part of a small but increasingly visible number of far right provocateurs with Hispanic backgrounds who spread racist anti-Semitic messages. Uh, driving the news, Cuban American Enrique Tarrio, former leader of the Proud Boys, a group the Anti-Defamation League calls an extremist group with a violent agenda, was arrested Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. So it's talking about this. Um, they're saying racism is deeply rooted in the Latin American community. Uh, families who've been in the U.S. for generations can bring those biases with them. So they're going into a whole bunch of they they list off like all these people that they're saying are white nationalists or using white nationalist or anti-Semitic talking points who are Hispanic. And, and the fact that you have now Anna Navarro saying this too, that, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And we now have two new examples in a, Texas it, of, yeah. of people doing things that the left would classify as white nationalists. That it, but it's just so interesting to me because it's such a confused definition of terms, right? And it even reminds me a little like... Like, we've talked about this before, how everyone said in 2016 that, you know, Bush had made such inroads with the Hispanic vote and Trump's all Trump's anti-immigrant rhetoric and anti-migrant and, and strong border rhetoric was going to alienate Hispanic voters and, and lose him the Hispanic vote. And of course, he got higher margins with Hispanics and, and saw a huge rightward swing in the Hispanic community, uh, more so than the GOP had had in ages. And you know, so so this was always this question, and you have people like Tucker getting accused of white nationalism for uh, so-called replacement theory, saying that the left wants to bring in immigrants to vote left and change the face of the country, which is something, by the way, that the left had been saying for decades and decades before yes. that. That was a left-wing talking point. Demographics is destiny. We're going to be a majority-minority country. This is going to be a brown country, mm -hmm. and the white people just can't handle that. That's why they like Trump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and actually, not only a talking point, but it comes from a specific author 
who's actually a really good interview. He's a very he's come around a little bit since the numbers have broken. Right, but this this like the Hispanics are actually white nationalists too talking point is really the left grappling with and trying to cope with the fact that their demographics is destiny replacement theory arguments have not held up over time because what has happened it has not been that um, so-called brown people that they describe that way have not continued to vote for the left in the numbers that they would like. They have, you know, swung rightward in a way that the left finds very, very disturbing. And the only way, because they have spent so much energy labeling the right as white nationalist and racist and all the, all these terrible mean words, right? They, they've invested so much into making those terms associated with the right. The only way they can possibly explain it is by saying that, the brown people that are moving here are also turning out to be white nationalists too. But maybe that means that their definition of what, what a white nationalist is was always just wrong. Maybe actually, you know, wanting a strong border policy doesn't <laughs> actually make you a white nationalist, right? So it's really an interesting dynamic that's happening here because they are all Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary struggling to understand how people that they view as their property voting wise are not agreeing with their talking points right of course and and part of the way that they're dealing with that is but it is this kind of flailing where they write these articles and say like oh hispanics can be white nationalists asians can be white nationalists all these people and it's it's so ludicrous to the average person to sit here and tell me that, you know, Mauricio Garcia is a white nationalist. That right. Well, it, it, not by any definition. No, it's a very, it's a very new, new and inclusive version of white nationalism. Yeah. Well, but I mean, isn't that, can't you be whatever you want to be? I mean, I I guess so, but that's not generally what white nationalists have espoused. No. <laughs> so it's For a little hard to tell. Uh, skin pigment is crucial. Right. Melanin is a thing, just like black nationalists. They're all into that. That's that's what was right. kind of built from there. And then further, genetic superiority, et cetera. Right. right there, there. There's a 
whole thing. But I mean, like, I don't think that the Nazis that your grandfather fought would have embraced Enrique Tario or Mauricio yeah, it's Garcia. Not an, it's or, not an open source um, <laughs> it ideology. It's not everybody. So that everybody gets in the world, join. if everybody in the world said 1942, you know what? We all agree with Nazism too. Hitler wasn't going to say, "Oh, well, we're done." Good. Yeah. yeah. They were going after some people. Right. It's, and it's sort of fascinating because it's like it. It is interesting how, you know, certain elements of the of the extreme right have like co-opted this stuff um you know because this guy did have like not literal nazi tattoos mm. uh, apparently and it is interesting that he would like put a swastika on his body and like claim to be a part of that and it, it weirdly just shows like how how much that idea that what used to be that ideology, like what Hitler espoused and the actual Nazis espoused, that that ideology has lost so much of its power and people no longer actually believe any of the stuff of that ideology that like random crazy people who want to kill people now can just like claim to believe it with no real sense of what any of it actually was, apparently. That, you know, and, and it just shows that Nazism really is like the big bad sort of of our culture, right? Like people who want to kill people and shock people and horrify people put swastikas on themselves. Yes. Yes. Um, because it scares people. But it we've like turned that into our big myth, right? Like the ancient Greeks were obsessed with the myth of Troy, right? Okay. And talked about Troy and told stories about Troy and the Romans to them were obsessed with Troy, claimed to be descended from the escaped Trojans. Like this is like what loomed large in their history, even though it was hundreds and sometimes thousands of years before the people who are espousing this as a myth. Right. But like we've turned World War Two into that sort of like great myth of our culture that that's like that was the just war, the good war, the war we had to get into that unified the country. That's the time period. That's the greatest generation. Hitler was the really big bad guy. We all went after Hitler. We came together as a country. Like, that was a good draft. That was, like, a good... You know, that's sort of the unifying mythology of us. Is It's like us versus the Nazis, us versus the fascists, right? Those are the bad guys. And, and they've sort of turned into the universal bad guy in a way that leads people to espouse them that, like, would have nothing to do with right. their actual ideology. Yes. But, but the actual ideology of the Nazis is, like, no longer a thing for most people. And I think that part of the reason it isn't is because it's been largely morphed into a slur. And a baseless um, bromide and right, insult. like we have Kanye West embracing Hitler. Like, well, he's embracing Hitler, but I'm saying like the Nazi, the brand of the Nazi itself, and also we, we, it's so platformed and so amplified now with social media that you just you just the incidents of interacting with the word are a thousandfold for for right. everybody who's at all online, especially if you're very online. <clears throat> so. Mm -hmm. But like everybody uses it, you know, to an extent, like you have the you have right wing people saying that like abortion is like the Holocaust or mm -hmm. you have, um, you know, right. wing or saying people the first saying, thing they did is take, take the guns. The guns yeah. Exactly. You know, 
that's what like what Hitler did. That's like the big thing that everybody compares everything to and then gets mad at other people for comparing it to because that's the really, really bad thing. You know, it's we have an obs a cultural obsession with it. Um, but it it's clearly the fact that what the people that we're calling white nationalists right now in America are named things like Mauricio Garcia means that right. we've like come a really long way from the reality of Nazis. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So the definition it, it, is, you know, it's <laughs> the, unfortunately you've had like people at the Wiesenthal center mm -hmm. um, who have made their lives work because they experienced it. The clutch of the actual Nazis mm -hmm. made lay their lives work looking for either continued or new embers of Nazism and calling it out loudly. Because mm -hmm. in Poland and in Germany, etc., it started with a trickle. Right. You know, and so they're looking for new trickles. And unfortunately, what this could do, since people now are desensitized to the word, is just allow for a new trickles to form in be cultivated with under mm -hmm. the cover of all this, you know, if, BS fighting that we're doing. You know, right. somewhere out there, there are real Mein Kampf ideologues who have adapted and believe in the Hitler's ideology and the original Nazis' ideology thoroughly, as strong as the SS, who at this point are just looking to uh, organize. And they can do it now. You can organize mm -hmm. much easier than you could, as long as you can manage, manage to, you know, sidestep uh, the the thirty feds who are opting into your entreaties. And then, I mean, you could. There are threats out there mm -hmm. that could be, you know, turned into a thing. Yeah. And yeah. we just diminish it because we the word Nazi doesn't mean that anymore. Right. Right. And now, I mean. Now you get to like the reality of today and mostly what you have doing these attacks like this. I mean, unclear if the SUV thing, I guess, was a, an attack or what it was, but or if that guy. Certainly that is the worst thing I've seen ever. I, yeah. Uh, or, you know, but what the ideology of the person doing it was yes. is unclear at this time. Um, but the, the Allen, Texas guy seems uh, pretty clearly to have had some kind of worldview but mm -hmm. you know it's also true that there well, the are Texas guy, what did he shoot it up again a mall a mall right. yeah the outlet mall an outlet mall yeah mm. so he um by the way at the end know, of the day alice all these people are homicidal maniacs right so what i was gonna say is like People who have a tendency towards radical ideologies that justify them shooting up a lot of people are going to gravitate towards whatever it is that they can find on the Internet forum. And it would not shock me to discover that, like, say, the Buffalo, because this guy apparently was very online, that like the Buffalo shooter, that he could have been talking to federal agents or whoever beforehand, you know, like the Whitmer kidnapping plot people, like J6 people, they're... All of these groups. I mean, Enrique Tarrio was a federal agent. He yeah. was an informer for the feds on the Proud Boys at the time when all this happened. So, you know, the, 
the the feds are very, very heavily infiltrated into all these right wing groups. And it would not shock me to know that they were already aware of this guy and talking to this guy. There hasn't been any indication of that yet, to be clear. But I mean, like whenever you see somebody who's very heavily radicalized in online right wing circles like that, the chances that they have been in touch with federal agents are very, very high because there's a lot of them in those circles, because as we've talked about, uh, Right-wingers are not great at OPSEC. No. No. They do not, like, close things off. They aren't suspicious of people (laughs) the way that the left is because the left, like, got burned in the 70s with feds going after them and stuff. So they've now learned how to keep themselves secret. Um, But the the right is, like, not good at the radical movements thing, particularly. And, um, And they're still, like, in some ways, weirdly innocent babies about trusting them feds that come knocking on their door to ask what they were doing on January 6th. But um, yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's like a lot to find out about this. I do think it's interesting that we know this guy's motivations now, like 10 minutes later, and right. and that we still aren't allowed to see the National Shooters Manifesto because that's too dangerous for us to see. I mean, like this guy was had a swastika tattoo and that's not too dangerous for us to see, but the trans kid that they're little scribblings. That's too dangerous. Um, yeah, no, that I seems mean, kind of astonishing to me too. Yeah, but it, there's there's no there's no level players anymore, unfortunately. So will the same thing happen settled. to Bud Light? They don't have a deal. to Fox News. Why not? Because he needs to be silenced while Fox tries to rebuild that disappearing audience. They are banking on you coming back to them. They've got a debate in August. You can't resist. You'll go. You'll forgive everything. They're banking on it. DeSantis is likely to announce this month, you're going to turn on Fox News. You can't go to CNN. You're not going to go to Newsmax. You're not going to go to digital media. You're going to tune in to the Fox News primetime. You lap dogs. It's what you always do. It's how they have billions. That's what's happening here. Keep him silent on the sidelines for as long as possible, unable to use his voice on any of these things, on Fox, on politics, on anything. And we will win in the end, like we always do. When the Biden administration pulled out of Afghanistan and armed the Taliban with one of the largest militaries in the entire region, no one was punished. When it turns out the vaccines didn't do what they told us they were going to do. When the lockdowns hurt more... So will there be a boycott of Fox News? I don't think it's a boycott in the traditional sense um, where I don't think there's like an organized thing, but I think Tucker was a really, really big draw for a lot of people to turn on Fox news. And, um, and I think without him there, there's a lot of people that just won't think to turn it on. Well, I mean like just to use our house as an example. Right. And I know that we're not like the main Fox news demographic. They tend to be a little bit older than us, even than you, but, um, like, there's nothing else that we went out of our way to watch on Fox News. Like, we like Gutfeld just fine, but mm-hmm. there's nothing else. We don't that watch we... his show, though. I mean... No, there's nothing. I mean, we like clips of it and we agree with mm-hmm. him about stuff and he's funny and good. But we don't. Tucker was the only thing that we sat down and we're like, let's see what Tucker's saying today. Like, I really want right. to see Tucker today. And I think a lot of people were like that. Um and, you know, then he leads into Hannity. That's the only reason we ever saw any of Jesse Waters' show is because he was on right before right. Tucker. That's the only reason we ever saw any of Hannity's show is because he was on right after Tucker. We weren't like, 
we would never go turn on Hannity. And a few years ago, we were have Fox News on in the evening type of people. Yeah, I wonder. But I think everybody, including us, we have become, um, you know, less attached to cable TV watching in general. Yes. By the way, right? speaking of the five, which I do still listen to the podcast, the podcast version, uh, mm-hmm. I am this close to locking up Judge Janine Pirro. Oh wow! I love her. Love her too. Um, but I was going to say to you one second that um, that that's one reason why I think it's sorry. I should have held up my finger to you. That's the secret that's right. code. Not the middle finger. <laughs> I can do that too. Um, but I was going to say that I don't. I don't think we're the only people whose TV and, in particular, cable viewing habits have changed in the last, say, like, ten years. You know, when Obama uh, got Bin Laden, we were like asleep for that, but we like missed it. Like, we would have had Fox News on. We had Fox News on, like, 45 minutes before that, and then we went to bed. Right. Like, we watched Fox News every day, not for anybody in particular, but we just had the cable channel on. That's what there was to watch. Now you're putting on HBO Max shows or something else. Like, and I was even thinking about it. I was like, oh, well, we are going into the election season, so there's going to be a bunch of cable stuff that we're going to want to watch, like debates and things. But I was like, other than that, we really have no reason to have a cable package anymore. Like, without Tucker, that was, like, the only cable show we were really watching. Yeah, I mean, uh, other than we, the fact that that's, like, on a bigger screen and there's a couch there, it's, like, kind of nice to unwind the night in front of that TV. But I guess, I mean, I'm sure I could, well, I don't need that for that We can cable. watch YouTube on there, you You're know? right, actually. Do we need cable at all? Well, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I mean, like... We always say we would like to put on more sports so the kids will see more sports, but we never do it. Like, we huh. don't really watch that much sports. So the two biggest reasons I think people still have cable is news and sports. Those are, like, the two hardest things to, like, get as much of other places. And, like, realistically, the only news show we were really watching was Tucker, and we barely watch sports. So I don't know why we have it. About. Yeah, it is. I mean, like I say, like, watching the election stuff is obviously much easier flipping between the cable the big cable news channels than it is like looking for the right youtube live stream yeah and catching up to lot i mean that's like kind of annoying comparatively but maybe we'll get into sports after our portland sea dogs mother's day uh, adventure next sunday yeah that'll be fun yeah i'd like to get more into sports but like i said we do always say that yeah um what's the hot sauce the hot sauce is chelsea fire wicked hot sauce delicious flavorful hot hot sauce find it at market basket big y chelseafirehotsauce.com and they donate five percent of the proceeds to the fallen firefighters foundation and, and don't be afraid to um follow our other podcast the all you can eat podcast all you can eat podcast yes. please do even just, if you don't listen to it just right search subscribe. all you can eat tom shattuck on wherever your podcast platform is if you happen to like apple Podcasts, which i know that a lot of you do it is uh on there make sure you leave a rating and a review on there and uh hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes because they are all wonderful at the end of the patreon show you explained why you didn't play my full message well on sunday it wasn't just your was that was that dr cheswick's message mm-hmm. oh yeah um tom okay. has a short attention span fine but the second half of my message stated that 
homelessness to Democrats is considered a lifestyle choice. Right. And in California, the California Assembly believes that. That's why they're not doing anything about it. I had seen Dr. Drew in an interview stating that he actually went to the assembly to repurpose an old hospital simply for psychiatric help for homeless people, not to inter them, but to actually have them come in and out for help, uh, drug addiction, etc. And they said no, because it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. So best care of luck people. with that. New York, California, Boston, every Democrat-run city. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, more and more is coming out about this guy, Jordan Neely. He apparently, he was supposed to go to prison for a longer time for some of his recent assaults. And, uh, you know, they said, you can go to prison or you can go to this inpatient program. And he stopped showing up for the inpatient psychiatric program. A bunch more people encountered him after this. He was on lists that the city had of people who were in desperate need of help and were going to be a huge problem. And they didn't do anything about it. They just kept interacting with him. <coughs> and, Bless you. Thank you. And, um, Bless you. And, you know, meeting his immediate need for food or whatever and not dealing with any of the problems that put him there. And actually, that remind I know that you want to be done, but there was one. Um, I want to be done. I thought we had to go. Um, no, we do have to I'm go to Middleton. Middleton, yes. Um, but there was like one really fascinating tweet that somebody had that was... Um, that was, you know, people trying to figure out how to identify with um, homeless people. And it was this person saying, this is like stuck away in my tweet somewhere now and I can't find it. But um, basically this woman saying that um, she like tried to, that a homeless guy was asking her to buy him alcohol. And she said, no, but here's like some cash. And he said, that's why white women are only good for sucking my. And, really? Yeah. And. And that um, she posted that on Twitter and somebody else goes, yeah, but at the end of the day, you still have a roof over your head and he doesn't. Like, it's like liberals have like sympathied themselves into this like crazy place when it comes to homelessness and drug addiction and crazy people. And it's like the girl who's saying it's like a bourgeois concern yes. not to want to be hit by homeless people on the subway. Like, uh. it's just it's complete. Ins it's completely backwards. 4.15 for James, right? Yes. Episode 3 of the All You Can Eat podcast should have been called Tom Masturbates to Spinach Powder. <laughs> nice work, guys. <laughs> True. He keeps trying to get me to eat it, too, and I, it's kinda I'm afraid yummy, to. Dude. It's kind of yummy, That's two cups of vegetables just whacked out right there without having to really do it. I don't it. know if I trust it. It's kind of yummy. I'm scared of it. Hi. Steve from America. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Uh, this is a good 132. I think he's going to bring that up. I think he's going to bring that <laughs> Hi, Steve from America. Uh, not exactly a fun message, but I am calling in response to uh, the bourgeois lady oh, and go. her insights into dealing with mental health and all the great catchphrases that she has. If you've never dealt with someone in your life, as I have, who has severe mental health issues, schizophrenia, mania, you know, bipolar mania, etc. You have no appreciation for how destructive and terrible uh, these people can be. 
And, you know, the other thing, I, I hate to say it, but especially in the state of Massachusetts and likely in New York, these patients have way too many rights, mm-hmm. way too many. Yeah. And the patients, like a severe bipolar mania patient, you know, gets violent and breaks shit, you know, those guys can sign themselves out of a mental health unit right. in Massachusetts. It's completely insane, and New York is obviously the same way. So, you know, and again, as, as Alice pointed out, the deinstitutionalization in the 60s and 70s is the direct root to this. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, she clearly, as Tom said, no children, uh, and other than getting uh, bothered on the subway once in a while, has no real experience with this, and therefore is an imbecile. Thank you. <laughs> well, well said, right, you. and it really should be that the people, and I understand the concerns about institutionalizing severely mentally ill people and how mean that is and unfair and hurts their rights and all that stuff, but, like, I would really like for the people that don't want to return to that or some form of that uh, to provide some kind of alternative of what they would like to do other than just live with everybody in big cities being terrorized by crazy but homeless did, people. But just staying there face well, forward, being completely petrified of this guy's barking in your ear. <laughs> Serbian phonetics and how to fix a lawnmower. You weren't the only one napping today, Alice. Thanks, guys. Ooh, sorry, you sorry. Know. You know, it was no. He's saying I made him fall asleep, but that I was bored. Oh my goodness! Is that an attack on poor Albie? Mm-hmm. My goodness! You want to fire back, Albie? No. I talk about what's interesting to me. I'm sorry if people don't like it. I apologize, but uh, yeah, that's Tom's world too. He tells me to be quiet a lot. That's um, not true. I just you just. There's a lot of useless conversation that you dump on me. Where you can, you've got two sisters, you've got a daughter, you've got a dog. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, anyway, if you enjoy listening, you can find our oh. show at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Bonus content at patreon.com/slash burnbarrel. YouTube, Rumble, etc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.